Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today with my guests, I'm going to be talking about self-confidence, coming out of the comfort zone and playing big in life. Today's guest is Cassandra Britton, who's not from Britain, she's from Canada. Hey, Cass from Canada. <laughs> Hi, Johnny, not from Canada. <laughs> I need to go to Canada, though. It's, it's definitely an ambition of mine. So anyway, welcome to the show today, Cass. We're so glad to have you on and hear a lot of valuable experience from you. I've certainly learned a lot from you, so appreciate it. And I know you've got a lot you can share on mindset and confidence with us today. So it's going to be a great conversation. So I just introduced Cass and then we'll dive in. So Cass is from Canada. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Cass? No, joking. Aside from, I've got... aside from me being from Canada, that's it. That's all that they need to know. Okay, cool. I've actually got some more information on Cass. So Cass is a business branding and mindset coach. She started her first of four businesses at the age of 19 and now is scaled to seven figures. Now she's traveling the world and empowering others to live a life of freedom and awakening. Awesome stuff, Cass. And yeah, we can definitely tell from the value you give this world. So Cass, I just wanted, the first question I wanted to dive in uh, with is from the age of 19, you've obviously started your, your business, very exciting stuff to do at 19. God knows what I was doing at 19. Um, probably just walking around lost in the street somewhere after a night out. But what really fueled you in terms of your ambition from that younger age? What was it that kind of fueled you to want to start a business then? So I'm going to take it a little, a little step back. Um, I know we'll probably dive into a little bit more of the story and obviously you know this, but for all of the new listeners mm. here, my, my background is in sports. Um, I'm a competitive hockey player and I've played hockey my entire life. So three, three and a half years old, put on my first pair of skates. So sports was a very, very, very large part of my life. Growing up, I was on the ice six six, seven days a week. Sometimes I ended up playing boys hockey, ended up playing university hockey. It was just a huge part of my life. So a very large part of my competitive nature has always come from sports. And I just always had this like, you know, drive for wanting more. My father is an entrepreneur. My uncle is a very successful entrepreneur. He has owned many, 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 many businesses. We were having a conversation the other day and I didn't realize how many businesses, most of them went belly up and then finally figured out, you know, how to, how to make it work. So I think Part of it was I was, you know, naturally bred into it. Like my family were entrepreneurs, but from such a young age, I, I remember telling this story. I was maybe like 12 driving with my dad and I saw this beautiful car beside us, probably going to hockey practice. And I was like, you know, dad, if I'm a doctor, can I afford that car? And he was like, I don't know, maybe it depends if you're like a surgeon or, you know, something special. And I'm like, well, what if I marry a lawyer and I'm a doctor, then can we afford that car? And he goes, I don't know, maybe if he's a really good lawyer, like maybe I'm like, well, what if I'm an entrepreneur? And he said, when I said it, like my whole face just let up and you know, he's an entrepreneur and he goes, yeah, like this girl is literally destined to run her own business. So I think from a very young age, I knew it. I knew inside of me that I wasn't destined to work for somebody else. I was never destined to be in that nine to five. Someone telling me when I could take vacation, when I couldn't take vacation, you know, my set salary, this like cap of my potential, it made me physically nauseous and I couldn't 
like expand into the person that I wanted to be. So like so many of us, you know, following the system, I went to university. After that, I went to college. I have a degree in sport business management. I worked in professional sports. I hated my freaking life. And there were so many people that applied for the job that I had. I was one of five women that graduated from a class of 80 men. And I was fighting for a job that they all wanted and I got it. And yet I still hated it. I hated the nine to five. I just wasn't happy. And it wasn't until I decided to step outside of my comfort zone into a territory that I really didn't know much about. And there was no roadmap saying, how is this going to work? What is this going to look like? How do we do this? That I started to find out what true fulfillment and freedom felt like. 19 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I know, as you said, obviously stepping out the the comfort zone there and that's obviously it it's in theory, it can be talked about quite easily. And, but obviously when we're in the moment, it's a very difficult thing to do. And there's never going to be a point. I think in my life, I'm like, right. I push through speaking in front of people in, in front of like five people. I used to be terrified of even say my name at the meeting and he'd be like, uh, like pause, pause and terror and then like just speak in front of people I was like all right that's it I'm out I've pushed out my comfort zone and then I'm like no you go through life there's more and more to push out of your comfort zone right sounds like uh you know you started there at 19 years old when a lot of people would be stuck and hold themselves back and be like no I want to stay in this comfort zone it's too scary is there anything you can suggest to people to actually move out of their comfort zone whether that's just taking little steps, thinking of the reason they're doing it. What for you helped you out of a comfort zone and continues to help you? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, I think, um, and if obviously on this show, you talk a lot about confidence. I personally think that confidence comes from results. And I think if I'm going to take it back to the sports uh, analogy, so for anyone who's listening that doesn't play sports, there's a million things that you can do that are, are going to be relatable. For me, it was, you know, getting knocked down in hockey in front of the net a million times. And my father being like, get up, get up. If you're not broken, get up. Like always, always having to get back up, right. Or trying to practice my slap shot and falling on my face, breaking sticks. Like just, I I couldn't do it. I had the worst slap shot till I was probably 14 years old, but I knew I would get there. I knew I would eventually get there. And so it was the same thing for me in business where I, you know, wasn't really necessarily sure what it was going to look like. I knew I was going to fall down a lot. I knew there was going to be a lot of doors that were going to slam in my face, but I just knew that on the other side of that had to be something better and greater than what I was currently doing. Like, I felt like a robot just walking through life with this nine to five, somebody else telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And the, the thought of stepping into the other side, it was scary as hell, right? Of course, stepping into something like that is going to be terrifying, but I just knew that it had to be more rewarding and I was ready to take that chance versus stay where I currently was. So I think my biggest piece of advice is that just literally take action, small, messy action every single day, whatever that looks like for you, a small step in the right direction. And when you do get knocked down or something happens, don't go retracting with your tail between your legs, but recognize that failure is the path for me. Failure is the path to success. It's every single door that's been slammed in my face or anytime, if you want to talk about relationships, anytime, you know, a guy has said no to me or anything like that, that's been one of the greatest learning lessons or journeys for me to figure out more about myself or, you know, all all those types of things. So I think it's actually embracing the scary, embracing the fear, embracing the unknown and welcoming it as as strange as that might sound. I'm like, all right, universe, let's see what you got for me. Like, we're going to figure this one out. 
Yeah, love love what you said about embracing the the uncertainty and going through all those failures and actually allowing allowing you to experience that as well and some of those challenges. So thanks for sharing that with you. What with us? One of the things I also picked up is when you said you started to focus a little bit more on like actually what could be on the other side. And I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins, as you know, and he talks about the whole pain and pleasure thing. It's like that we're often so focused on that pain of coming out of the comfort zone, what's going to happen. Um, and then, the, but actually you're looking at the pleasure of what could be on the other side. Would it also be accurate to say you were focused on the pain of not changing of what life could be if you didn't come out of that as well? Yeah, very accurate. And I'll get a little bit emotional and a little bit vulnerable here. Cause I think that that's important mm. sometimes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on this story just a smidge. I grew up with a father who was an entrepreneur and my mother was a stay at home mom. And she was very submissive to my father having control of the finances and a lot of control over her. And so, you know, I remember specifically a time when she had holes in her shoes, asking for money to buy new shoes. And he was like, no, you're fine. They're not that bad. I don't remember how old I was, but I was old enough to think to myself, I will never in my entire life rely on somebody else to tell me when or when I cannot buy a new pair of shoes. Mm. And so growing up with that dynamic, and obviously that can go a lot deeper and you know, that, that story and that relationship, it made me want to be very, very self-sufficient. And, you know, we are either moving away from pain or towards pleasure. Mine was definitely both, but a lot of it was, I never want that. And I, I didn't want to be in that situation and in that pain. Mm. It was such a driving force for me that I was like, hell no, any sign of that. And I was like, get me away from it. Like, I will always make this work for myself. But on the flip side of that, it, it probably is just as equal a part of me driving towards what I wanted. Right. So a lot of people, they don't set. And I love that we're going to talk about playing big. And, you know, I'm a huge advocate of that. A lot of people, I feel like don't set big enough goals. They set safe goals. They set something that's going to feel safe, you know, okay, yeah, I'm moving the needle. I'm doing things a little bit, but it, it's not anything that's astronomical. It's safe and be, because they're too scared. So for me, and you obviously know this, we're very into meditation, visualization. Well, maybe you not so much, but I am. I like to do a lot of, a lot I've of got a rebounder jumping up and down, <laughs> looking at Some, Sometimes you're crazy. into it, sometimes you're not. Um, I love to visualize what my future could be like every single time something new and exciting comes out. We, I have something new I'm ex, um, excited about to launch in January. And for the last week, all I've been doing vi is visualizing what's going to happen when it succeeds and imagining myself in that place as if it's already happened. So really getting to feel that pleasure in every aspect of my body is also another one of the driving forces. I get so damn excited thinking about it. Yeah. Love that. It's uh yeah, I love like jumping up and down and visualizing as well. So it is something I do, big fan of think and grow rich. Uh, and then trying to incorporate some of that into into life. So glad you touched on actually you I mean you've you going back to your thank you for your share as well, going back to your share that actually your pain is you were trying to move away from a situation you didn't want to end up in. Uh, so that was that was a stronger pain and actually the pain of coming out of the comfort zone. And from what you're saying, what I believe is that anyone can find that pain. You know, you you found it, you knew what it was for you. But sometimes we don't look for it. Like, actually, we don't think like what's going to happen to us 10, 20, 30 years down the line if we don't come out of this comfort zone and stay the same. Maybe we get to an age where like, oh, 
regretted it in life and done anything. So I'm glad you were able to demonstrate to us that you had a real strong, strong kind of heart driven reason to start moving out of the, com uh, the comfort zone more and more. So yeah, really, really good share there. So kind of moving on to playing big as you were kind of touching on a little bit, which I'm really, really big on. And you said about the visualizing visualization and things like that. So a lot of us get stuck in our head of like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. And most people will tell you what they don't want rather than what they want. Um, I found in, in kind of my experience and it's like, well, I don't want to be in this relationship. Don't want to be in this job. Don't want to be in, I don't like this business anymore. It's like, what do you want? So is there something in particular, you've talked about visualization, of course, is there a particular practice or method you use to get really clear on what you want in life? I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a specific thing to help me with the clarity other than when I start to actually make a plan. I mean, I'm a very big planner. So, I mean, I have vision boards everywhere. I do my vision boards all the time. That helps me get really excited about it. Right. But for me, things like meditation, visualization, and breath work, breath work for me is where things come out. And, and I know, you know, you have some experiences around this where you haven't had some transformational experiences like others have, but for me, that really reveals things that I didn't even know I wanted. And I think a huge part of this, and you've seen a lot of my growth too, is being open and being receptive to what the universe is trying to show you. I think a lot of people are very closed-minded. A lot of people like to think that the glass is half empty all the time. Mm. And when you truly change your mindset and you're open and receptive to what the universe is trying to show you, I think the universe is a very beautiful and powerful thing. And it tries to show you what you want and give you that clarity. I think another thing is being able to be very in tune with your mind, your body, and your soul. So actually listening to what your body is trying to tell you. Most of us are in robot mode all day long. We go from one task to the next. We don't even give a thought or a second to pause and think, how do I feel about this? Right? Think about when we almost get into a car accident or if you're walking on the street and a car buzzes by too fast, we go, <gasps> and then we just keep on going with our day and we hold on to that <gasps> and we hold on to that inside of our body. So for me, I take very intentional times throughout my day, especially first thing in the morning. I do not look at my phone until I'm done my workout. I've taken my greens glow shot. I have done my journaling for the morning. I've done my meditation and I've spent some time with my dogs. After I've done those things, my phone comes off of airplane mode and then I've got my influx of messages. And sometimes it doesn't work out. Last week, my trainer had to cancel on me. I drove all the way to the gym, turned off my airplane mode and didn't get to get the messages in time. I was already at the gym, but I like to stay as much as I possibly can in tune with my body. How am I actually feeling in this moment? And what is my body trying to tell me? You know, it's, it's one of those practices that's definitely a lot easier said than done. And it takes time to get good at these things. But being able to quiet your mind and listen to what your mind and your body are trying to tell you, that's when you get that clarity of the things that you actually want. Things, you know, for example, you probably knew me when I got this condo bougie penthouse condo downtown Toronto and it's all I wanted it's all I could think about and I needed it so badly and now I could care less if I lived in a freaking shoebox because the, the clarity of what I thought I wanted before I was so clouded by all of these other things and other people telling me what I should want and the brand that I should be delivering and that wasn't what Cassandra actually wanted it wasn't until I actually started quieting all of that noise and listening to what my body was telling me that now I know the things that are <clears throat> excuse me actually important to me so I think a lot of it comes with mindset practices and being able to be present and be intentional and listen to yourself 
and not have to ask everybody else, well, what do you think? 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 Hmm. Right? Because that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. And in today's world, we've got so many conflicting messages. Like, I know we won't go too much into business, but for example, the ads you get up these days, oh, you want to do high ticket this way. You want to do low ticket this way. No, you want to do low ticket this way. No, high ticket this way. No, you want to offer this, this, and this. It's, you know, and then you're like, you oh, I'm Facebook just, ads, I'm, you're doing marketing. You're like, am I just doing everything wrong? Like, <laughs> crazy right of everyone's opinions yeah i think it's really important to trust your intuition super important to trust mm -hmm. your intuition i can't tell you how many conversations i've had this la last week where i just shook my head being like girl you know exactly what you need to do why are you even asking me well what do you think doesn't matter what i think <laughs> doesn't matter what i think yeah i i was watching a bob proctor um i can't remember if there's a video or or one of the behind the scenes of the think and grow rich film and he was saying people would often ask him the question and know the answer. As soon as they said, you know, Bob, I've come to my own answer. He goes, that's because it was within you all along. You just weren't listening. Yeah. Uh, or how, so many, how many times have you asked someone a question? They say, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe if I did it, I mean, I don't know. And they over and over and over again, they say, I don't know. And if you shut up li and listen long enough and you just keep asking a couple of questions, they eventually tell you the answer that they knew the whole freaking time, but they just decided to cover it up with a whole bunch of I don't knows because they didn't trust themselves enough to just listen to their gut. Oh, that's a really great point. Love loving it. Yeah. The, a couple of questions I want to touch on now We're a bit more, and I know you can be very direct. So I really want those direct answers right now. So for the person who goes, we've just been talking about taking some time out of your, yourself, some silence. You're not touching your phone. You've got airplane mode on. You're doing some journaling. You're doing your breath work. I'm still doing my breath work practice, by the way. Um, and then doing, I, I do like an hour walk every day to just think. Mm -hmm. um, it can involve journaling as well, walking and writing and stuff. But I find it important to do that early on in the day. Now, for the person who goes, I don't have time to sit in silence of myself, what would you say? Um, I have the exact same 24 hours in a day that you do. And I managed to find a time I run four businesses. I have two dogs. I could make up all the excuses in the world to, that could find me not doing it too. If I didn't want to, if it matters enough to you, you will stop making up the excuses that are keeping you in your comfort zone Exactly. and you will decide to step outside of it and do something that is different. I'm going to give you a really good example and I'm getting fired up because it drives me freaking bananas. I thought it might. <laughs> so, so many people that will listen to this episode will probably hear this and get annoyed by me. And that's okay. I, I'm No, I'm we here want to change. Them. We don't I'm, want just the pattern <laughs> of that motivation. I'm here to ruffle some feathers with this one. Most people, I did, I've done a couple of polls. I've done a lot of research and read a lot of books around this. Most people will wake up in the morning. The first thing that they do is they grab their phone and they scroll through Instagram, right? They turn on social media. They go to Facebook. They go to Instagram and they wonder why they start their day with anxiety right? We are faced with comparison, perfectionism, a bad message, something that changes your mood. You don't even have time to think, how do I feel? What do I want to do today? How do I want to plan my day? Nothing. You're already influenced by the world of social media before you've even got out of theta state and got into your day, right? You know all mm -hmm. about theta state. We can yeah. talk about that all, all day long. So it drives me freaking bananas when people will say to me, well, I just, I have so much anxiety in the morning. How do you start your day without anxiety? So I don't fucking go on social media. That's how, 
I don't go on, look on Instagram to have this influx of the world telling me who I should be and the things I should be doing by the age of 33. I decide what I want to be doing at the age of 33. So, I mean, morning routines and people telling me that they don't have time, it's excuses. You're lying to yourself. You want to keep yourself in a comfort zone because it's safe and it feels comfortable and nobody else is stepping outside of it that you know because you haven't surrounded yourself with the right people. So it feels okay to just stay there and you wonder why you're sad and miserable and depressed. Surround yourself with people who are making changes in your life mm. and then you'll start making them too. Yeah, I, I remember a lot of, I remember a lot of people, for example, when there's been certain like challenging situations recently saying, oh, you know, I've been watching the news recently. I'm feeling really worried and anxious about things. But well, <laughs> there's a bit of a clue there. So, you know, we don't help ourselves sometimes. So obviously that we do go through tough situations and things like that. But I love what you said there about being able to take some time in the morning and actually you can control it and it's not helping you with the victim mentality when you're like i don't have time when actually we all have 24 hours in the day seven days in a week interesting fact actually Cass, i saw someone arguing against that on one of rob Dahl's uh ratings saying we don't all have the same time so i thought that was interesting um <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway, yeah i don't know how that's factually uh made into an argument which it's not but yeah anyway so you'd be surprised at the things people are will argue yeah but we're, we're doing this at a place from a place of love, like want a change, want change in people. And it's not yeah. just like, oh, feel better because, you know, you can have a friend pat you on the back saying, oh, feel better. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. Doing the same things that not making them all right. So thank yeah. you for sharing that direct response, Cass. And I, I thought you would be giving a very good answer there. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I just lost my train of thought there. It's something that I was going to say around the time. Um Oh, if I, I, I often say this to my clients, um, when they say to me, you know, we're, we're trying to implement new habits and new changes and, you know, stepping into different things in their businesses. And they'll often say, well, I don't know. I don't have time. You know, I want a personal life, all these things. Of course you want a personal life. My goal is to help people actually achieve that balance and have more of a personal life rather than the business controlling them. Um, but if I were to analyze their life and, and anyone who's listening to this can you know, you obviously don't need to give either of us a response. You can give yourself an honest response right now. When I say this, if Johnny or I were to sit there and watch you for every second of a day for 24 hours, I bet you, I would be able to find a shit ton of time that you spent wasted scrolling through social media, right? Um, staring at a wall, deciding too long, what you <laughs> want to fun. deciding what you want to wear for too long, watching TV, the list goes on of the ways that we waste time all day long. And if someone was very intentional and I did that one exercise, I know Rob um, talked about it that one time. I don't know if you ever took him up on it. I tracked what I did every half yeah. an hour for an entire day. I tracked what I did and I actually did it for a very long period of time. And I came across a lot of ways that were very common that I was wasting time. And when you accumulate that in a week and you end up realizing you've spent 48 hours or whatever it is, wasting time doing all of these things, it's going to make you really realize how much more successful you be how much more productive you would be if you stop doing you know the the small things that are wasting all of your time so i think it's about people are just making up excuses and they need to be a lot more intentional because yeah. there's there's somebody else in the exact same position as whatever whoever is listening to this i don't care what it is there's someone else in your exact same position who's doing the things that you want to do they just decided to stop making excuses yeah awesome great points 
So a couple more questions, really, before we wrap up. I could speak to you for hours, to be honest, Cass, because there's so much to share. Um, one thing I, I know you've done in business, but you don't necessarily even need to be an entrepreneur for this, um, is I know you've obviously invested heavily to get to where you are today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how powerful investing into communities that supported you have been for you? Yeah. Um, this is a really great question. I love that you asked this because when you first said you wanted to talk about, you know, playing big, I think one of the biggest things, if I really look back, there's been so many, so many, you know, minor ones. One of the biggest ones was taking the leap in coaching programs and in a mastermind. I didn't have the money, right? Like I, I didn't have it just sitting there in my account being like, Oh, where am I going to spend you? No, I had to decide that what was going to happen on the other end of me investing was worth me investing in that. And so for me, I have an episode coming out on this soon. The number one thing that has changed my trajectory of success and the reason why my success took so long and then this business was so short to reach that level of success was because of the people that I surrounded myself with. I no longer, you know, you've heard the expression, you surround yourself with five bums, you're going to be the six. You surround yourself with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. I no longer surround myself with people that have draining conversations, that have low energy, that are not vibrating on my level, that suck the energy from me, that want to talk about the negative crap. Bye. I don't have those conversations. So investing in someone who is 10 steps ahead of me, who can show me the ways of doing things that I don't know, uncover things about myself I didn't even know, and be in a community where other people are not only encouraging, but they will call you out on your bullshit as well. Good job, but you should have done this or you could have done this. That is the stuff that has actually made me transform as an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, totally true. I'm me as well. I get, I can think of some places I got absolutely destroyed in the communities at the start, in like, not in a like calling me name sort of way, but in a, yeah, you want, you know, you need to change this, this, and this, whether that was through like any sales training or, just general sort of like coaching practices yet you're like suddenly adapt to it and you're like surprised you're like wow how did I get to this ability it's just crazy and yeah. like the same with the people you're around with like I got I got I've been to many points and not not to say like there's always room for growth right but I've been to a point where I've been cut playing it comfortable because I was had the strongest growth perhaps out of the group and then Actually, I get to a next level and I'm uncomfortable at first, but then you can see even more growth, which is amazing. So, yeah, that that's is totally true. That, I love that point because that is, you know, the reason why I left the last mastermind that I was a part of. And this, in my opinion, should be a compliment to the mentor. Um, you know, I went through everything and I felt like I had learned a lot. And then I was I was ready to be the small fish in a big pond again. You know what I mean? When I get to the point where I feel like I could teach the program or I felt like I had learned a lot, it's like, mm. great. Everyone learns at a different rate. Everyone grows at a different rate. I didn't want to be teaching it anymore or feeling like I was at that level. I wanted to be like that little fish again, going in my eyes wide open, being like, oh my gosh, like there's people that are 10 steps ahead of me. And I just want to be a sponge and learn from you and learn from you and learn from you. Um, and, and being able to recognize when you're at that level and not stay stagnant in a stale pond, but be able to recognize you're ready for something more, even though it's not comfortable and it's a new mentor and it's a whole new price tag and it's new people. And I don't know them. And this is scary, but that, and, and recognizing when I'm ready for that and pushing myself to that is what has really helped the trajectory of my businesses and my personal development and my personal life. I am nowhere near the person I was two years ago. Hmm. 
Brilliant. You've been a great example uh, today, Cass, as you, well, not just today, but in general as well. So there's so much more we could go into. And I know you've got your own podcast. You've got your own stuff that we can definitely share with the audience as well. So uh, just before we close off today, as I was just saying, where can people find you? And secondly, is there any last points you'd like to share with us? Sure. Yeah. Um, so finding me the easiest way is probably Instagram. So it's at the.business.savage. Um, also www.thebusinesssavage.com because I hate just giving out social media as you know why. Can't rely on that stuff. Uh, and then also I have put together a, a free time management training specifically for your audience. So I'm sure you'll put the details in the show notes, yeah. but it's the www.thebusinesssavage.com forward slash FTMT slash Johnny. So I'll give you the details for that. Um, and that is just a, a free video training on some specific strategies and things that I do to help gain back more time in my day and learn how to be more productive. So I would love for people to be able to take advantage of that. And the last thing that I want to say, and it's kind of like one of my mottos is, um, I think one of the biggest things with anything that you're trying to do in life, whether it be business, personal development, stepping into a new relationship, whatever it is, feel that fear and just decide that you're going to do it anyways because it's never not going to be there. I don't believe that fearless is a thing. We mm. all have fears. I have them every, every damn day. I'd lie if I said I don't. I just decide I'm going to feel it and I just decide to do it anyway. It's about taking action. Great, amazing point to end with. I totally agree. <laughs> Always feeling fear, which can be a good point because it's not comfortable and it's not boring. So we're growing. It's a sign of growth. So fantastic, Cass, and I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.